Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How's it going, Andy? I mean, Champions League, you know, our kind of hot streak yeah. cooled down a bit there. Did you get one? I couldn't remember if you got one or the other. I guess, you know, Liverpool, the um, Inter didn't score. I ended up going with Liverpool minus one or something like that. But Yeah, I, should, I shouldn't have got cute. Like I said, I should just play Liverpool plus 100 to win. And uh, instead, I had to get cute. But, yeah, the hot streak ends after just one day. College basketball <laughs> also was, I mean, three baskets away from a 6-0 night, 5-0 night. Instead, I went one three and one or something like that. It was, it was a, a team lost by the hook, a team lost by one basket against the spread, a team pushed, and then a clear under went to overtime. So it was a, it was a high variance riding riding the razor's edge last night. Just you know, I've had overs that took overtime to get there. I've had. I've had underdogs and favorites that took overtime. I'm not going to sit here and complain about variants biting me once in a while. So, uh, I'm back on the back on the horse. Obviously, put golf on here pretty quick. Going to watch a bunch of that today. That'll be good, and you know, start digging into some of these these big boy tournaments as we get uh, get golf is really really rattling up or ramping up. Drew and I talked about it last night on the deep dive, and I'm pumped for that and just keep my basketball going here and. Are we excited for the roll. Saudi Golf League? I was roll actually spent a lot weekend. of time this morning reading about that. Oh, it's my pretty God. pretty interesting. The Saudi Arabia is going to take over golf. <laughs> Those Phil Mickelson quotes are rough. Like, I, I'm i not sure what is rougher this morning. Maybe, maybe a show of hands from the chat. Phil Mickelson, I should even just find this quote to, to read because it is, it is wild that he actually said this out loud. But Phil's quote or Matt Stafford watching a girl fall and uh <laughs> like break her back apparently and him just walking away you can see him mouthing oh my god and just turning around and leaving like i'm not sure how he's not getting more shit than that if his pr people haven't already come out and just said hey we're we're gonna pay for all her medical bills because matt has a lot of money like they need to get on top of that because that was that was rough he's gonna get dragged worse than this but uh yeah phil phil basically came out and said like yeah, i know the saudis are like really bad and you know they, they have executed people just for being homosexual and they're scary people to work with but but he's like this is such a big opportunity it's like oh my god this is this is rough yeah, he doesn't even say like just come out and save money it's like he said something about shaping the future of golf I'm like buddy you're just you're delusional this is rough it's got to be the money. I mean, we know what his history is with gambling and stuff. And I wonder if, again, maybe he owes somebody a little bit of money again. He, he was open about that a few years ago. We haven't heard a lot since then. Um, you know, again, all his uh, other little branding opportunities seem to be going okay. But I, I think that's what you're going to see at the end of the day. I mean, these guys care about money and care about just, you know, kind of grinding through. Um can't the name escapes right now but there was another golfer i think it was jason kokrak actually who was just like i'm gonna try to make as much money as i can in as little time as possible and if the saudis are gonna pay him like dechambeau is i mean there's already whispers that he's going over so this is kind of fun i mean I i've never lived during a sports league takeover and this this would be kind of an interesting thing to see yeah i'm <clears throat> whatever if it happens it happens like i have no control over this might be one more thing to bet on because <laughs> like, i just i'm not deep enough into golf 
to really, really get too heavy into a lot of the European events. I'll bet some if I'm paying attention, but the the European tour, the Japanese tour, the Sunshine tour, the McKenzie tour, even Corn Ferry, I don't know enough of the guys to actually wager money on it. But if there were a secondary tour like this with a bunch of people I did know, I'd probably bet on it. So I'm uh, whatever. Absolutely, in a second. Kesarasara. Whatever will be, we'll, we'll, you take we'll see. Really, and, uh, it was in the first Saudi Golf League tournament. And Locked yeah, and it's it's funny. Like Dave Grand here in the chat, they can take Phil and Bryson. Yeah, nobody nobody's crying because Bryson. That's also is, true. It is pretty funny. And uh, over the Chris, hill. Christopher brings up a good point. Bradley Todd on Twitter. He's in one of my golf chats. Talk to him once in a while. He is very good. At basically all the, I, I shouldn't say it that way. That's a poor way to phrase it. He's very good at the PGA as well, but all the other tours, he he seems to find winners every week on the other tours. He's a good follow on Twitter, so hit him up. Um, your thoughts, real quick, before we get into picks on the Knicks. Like, is it? That was like my whole Twitter timeline last night. Like, is that really <laughs> really bad, or is that just stuff that happens? So I'm going to have to go back and look because I forget who they played the night before, but I'm in a, another basketball group with the folks that do the Bet US NBA show. And the Knicks now, I, again, I'm going to pull up their schedule here, have just been falling over themselves late in these games. And I had sent the message the night before, the Knicks are hilarious. I literally went through, took a screenshot of it, and sent it again last night. Like, this is this is life in New York now. It's just it's unbelievable this team that last year was really solid you go back and look i think they're three and 13 three and 12 or something in their last 15 16 games i mean to lose to oklahoma city in overtime on monday and then come back out on wednesday um have a pretty solid lead going into the second half going into the fourth quarter and then get outscored in the fourth quarter andy 38 to 19 38 to 19 in the fourth quarter to lose a game by five points to you know the brooklyn nets i, I like seth curry patty mills is very good and, and andre drummond's a perfectly fine player but these are not starting players on an nba team every single night i mean these are guys you're starting occasionally you're, you're trying to bring them off the bench i mean the knicks you know, devoid of any real major injury beside R.J. Barrett should have really taken care of business last night, and they just continue to blow games, and it makes me laugh. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with stop. it, too. I'm, I'm fine with it, too. I'll, I'll ask you another NBA question when we get there, but I'm gonna, I'll am I'll spit out my college picks just because I haven't put them in on the app yet. I uh, This is just me constantly making excuses. Uh, busy morning. I'll always just say that. Busy morning. I'll always have a busy morning. But uh, I have not kept these in on the app yet. I will within a few minutes. I might just do it while you're rattling off your NBA. I'm not going to give detailed analysis of eight games. These are the underdogs, I bet. Seven of them are on the road. One is on the one is actually a home dog, UL Monroe. No totals yet. I'm still digging into those. If I add some totals, I will uh, put them in on the app. But eight, eight is enough. That's a... That was a TV show, I think. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, you can't even see these bets. You're way behind. You should follow us on YouTube. Watch this live once in a while. But uh, Central Florida taking on Houston, getting 13 and a half. I make that like a 10, so I'm betting that one. Cal Bakersfield plus seven. James Madison plus six. The 49ers of Charlotte, a team I've bet three, four times already in the past few weeks, plus eight and a half. UTEP, the Miners plus nine, Georgia Southern, plus ten and a half. Monroe, like I said, the only home dog, the rest of these are road dogs, plus three and a half. And 
S E L A Southeastern Louisiana plus five. As I joked yesterday about all my bets were on the extra page. I think that's the only one today. The rest of those are main, main feed, three digit rotation number bets. They're only a little school one is SELA, as that is a very small conference. So eight bets for me. If I had some totals, I'll work on it later. A lot of my life is going to be revolving around golf today, though, so I'm not 100% sure that that's going to happen. And, like, it's hopefully some better end-of-game luck than I had. Like, uh, Massachusetts down, you know, yeah, Massachusetts down by 10, getting 11 and a half late, and lose by 12. Like, it's, uh, sometimes the ball doesn't roll your way. My other question for the NBA, since I actually have something to talk about, is did Nate Silver curse the Celtics with his predictions? Two two questions, actually. Do you think that those predictions were wildly off, making the Celtics the number one team? Uh, I mean, I, I do. And then also, did he ruin them? So the problem with what Nate Silver is doing is the problem with the way I think a lot of people take in the NBA season. The regular season and the postseason are two wildly different things. If you take a look at performances through the season, I think you could make a pretty solid case that the Celtics, when fully healthy, especially what we've seen the last month, might be the best regular season NBA team. Not the best NBA team, not the title favorite, not even the favorite to win the East, but if you were going to put them against basically, I think, any team besides probably the Phoenix Suns and maybe a fully loaded Warriors team at this point, again, the Bucks probably too. But again, you look at the performances, you look at what we've seen, and I think you can make a case that in some ways the Celtics have performed the best of any team from, again, regular season perspective. And that's kind of what it is. I think that's the disconnect. That's really the problem is that he, he's looking at these performances and assuming that, you know, we move forward to the postseason and it's just kind of the same thing. And it's what happens every year. They come up with some sort of team and it's like, okay, yeah, you pick the best regular season team. Cool. But like, that's not what the playoffs are about. So as much as everybody kind of gives him some guff, I think if he labeled things a little differently, it might be easier, but give Nate Silver a break. I will not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I read one of his books and it's it does it's a lot of grandstanding. Very it's like anyone who who reads those Warren Sharp uh preseason books like yeah there's some good stats in there but like the, the 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 writing is rough like yeah we get it Warren you 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 did well on this one team last year like very much patting himself on the back the nate silver books are very similar like i like anyone who's trying to do forward predicting stuff in a new way but it was it was kind of a it was kind of a tough read um celtics like i, I joked but they lost to a really shitty team last night and that was kind of funny considering the circumstances did you bet on the nba tonight it's the last night before the All-Star break. We have five games tonight, and I did find one that I like. Again, last night before the All-Star break, just some really tough things to figure out here. You know, you got the Miami Heat. I actually kind of like them to beat up on the Hornets a little bit, but have to see if Jimmy Butler is in. 
Um, if he's out, then it could just mean the Heat are kind of looking forward to the break and, and maybe not be fully focused on this one. Wizards are playing the Nets. The Nets coming off, you know, again, that kind of improbable win last night, a back-to-back situation with a thin roster. Everybody's playing 35-plus minutes. Conversely, look at the Wizards. They're also in a terrible schedule spot. No Bradley Beal, and they've been skunked by the ultimate Canadian mush. Um, Sixers playing the Bucks. This will be a game that I watch. The Sixers just sort of out of sorts here. I, I think, you know, missing... Seth Curry having that that one less shooter on the floor tighten things up for them a little bit and you start to get too many minutes for guys like Cork Maz and stuff like that they're getting six and a half points visiting Milwaukee again I'll watch that but I'm a little worried that Milwaukee might really lay one on the Sixers here we need an epic Joel and beat effort but the fifth game the Dallas Mavericks visit the New Orleans Pelicans this looks like a really nice spot here for the Pelicans um, they're finally healthy they continue to try to win games and I, I think they're fighting to you know stay in the play-in game races and maybe even and push up possibly to try to grab like a nine eight seed kind of thing and have a little better position here but with Valanchunas with Brandon Ingram McCollum has been a nice add next to Devontae Graham it's just a really nice solid group of ball handlers they have again Valanchunas as I've said before is one of the more valuable regular season players night in and night out he just comes in you know plays much better defense than you think he does and is one of the only positive EV scoring threats in the poster as a big man really that we have outside of you know some of the big names you already know like Embiid but nice spot for the Pelicans, they're at home. The Mavericks, again, should be looking forward to the All-Star break. I know Luca has to get to Cleveland pretty quickly to do some stuff there, and generally they're a team that kind of fumbles at the end. It's another good spot to kind of fade coaches that are less than stellar, and, you know, it's been a while since we've said anything bad about Jason Kidd, but I don't think he's going to have the Mavericks kind of primed and ready for this game tonight. So Pelicans plus three and a half. I see it's down to two and a half. Look for a three, um, maybe sprinkle the money line a little bit of plus 125 or better, but like the Pelicans tonight. I had a oh when so tomorrow's our last show of the week. Are you seeing prop prices for the skill competition surrounding the All-Star break already? Not yet. I'm hoping that we'll have some for tomorrow. Okay. If not, I'll go through the contest and, and give a few out, just kind of give you some ranges. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to take a center in the skills competition because they always screw up the prices for that for whatever reason. I guess big men aren't supposed to be able to dribble and make threes. Like everybody forgets what year it is in the NBA. And then a three-point shooting contest. I know everyone's going to hate this, but I'll prime you right now. We will have a Luke Kennard ticket. We'll be betting Luke Kennard, no matter how you feel about him as a person, depending on what he did or how good. But, man, it's a nice spot for him. So I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I am vigilantly looking, and it's one of my favorite things. I love betting the three-point shootout. Um, maybe I'll have somebody in the dunk contest. Who knows? But we'll break it all down tomorrow. I'll try to give some general guidance, even if we don't have lines. Oh, and, and Dan is pointing out FanDuel has some stuff up. We'll have to check that out after the show. Sounds like it's just starting to populate up. So, yeah, definitely yeah. do some do some all-star break betting tomorrow. And then your quick point about Mr. Joel Embiid, MVP Embiid, I'm going to go check him out next Friday. I grab some Timberwolves tickets when the Sixers <clears throat> are in town. I mentioned that, that I had to go. Like, my daughter did the stupid reading thing at school where she read <laughs> enough books, and she gets a free ticket as long as I buy a ticket, which is, of course, expensive because it's a decent game. But, yeah, be at the Target Center next Friday checking out. Um, I suppose I'll just bet on the Sixers and be that guy that cheers against the hometown team. Whatever. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I mean, it's him versus Carl Anthony Towns is usually kind of interesting. He he abuses, you know, Towns pretty good, but Towns actually moves him around a little bit on the other end of the floor. The shooting is interesting. So I think it'll be a fun matchup for you, and you might even get to see James Harden. 
Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm thinking too. Like, it should be right after the All Star break. I might get to see like numerous Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famers in a game I don't really want to go to. So, a little bit of silver lining for me there. Um, golf, I bet a little bit on. Basically, only what I gave out yesterday. The more I looked, <clears throat> there wasn't a ton of stuff I liked in the in the full tournament matchup markets. I didn't have a strong feel for a lot of things. I did look at some head-to-heads. I played a couple, and luckily for you, I, I didn't even post them because I said, that ah, they're, the, they're both in the afternoon. I'll just give them out on brown bag anyway. So, Bazudnut, uh, as we joked about the South Africans versus Australians last night on the deep dive, Bazudnut getting a nice price here over my guy, uh, Brooks Kepka as a dog. I've met Kepka a couple times. This is just maybe a little more of a play on uh, against Brook in a few things, what he's been doing off the tee. Like he saved a lot of shots that went wayward last week, but I think it was going to be a lot easier to do that last week than uh, what we're playing to here. So I'm trusting Bazudin who had a little more off the tee at a dog price. And then Kevin Nah over Mav McNeely. Mav McNeely, of course, the guy that uh, has been bet and touted and DFS touted quite a it's bit. A cool on the West. Yeah, on the West Coast here. He better and drive I do, a motorcycle. I, yeah, he should. I do like his I do like his putting, but the, the thing about it is, it's like everything he does, Kevin Nod does just as well, if not a little better. Like People are on McNeely because his putting has been good on the surface. Kevin Nas has two. Kevin Nas hits more fairways. Kevin Nas avoids three putts more. Kevin Nas better around the green. Kevin Nas has been better on approach. So just like kind of the same guy, except one doesn't get the love with the name for some reason. And even paying 15 cents here, I like this one quite a bit. So just two matchups. Both start this afternoon. I have no idea what time it is. West Coast golf, so stuff starts a little late. But they are in the, the PM wave. Um, it looks like wind the wind is kicking up a little more than we thought it would looking before the week started. And there is going to be some heavy wind in the afternoon. So take it easy with your bets. If you're getting in late or if you're worried about that, or if you would like some guys that haven't teed off or some live first round leaders in the morning, there might be a little bit of an AM uh, wave advantage here. as the winds kick up to 1520 in the afternoon. I wonder if Kevin Na is somebody you always get a good price on because everyone remembers all his blow-ups. I mean, he's had some pretty spectacular one-hole scores and not in a good way. And I wonder, again, you know, public money generally doesn't move things too much, but I wonder if that's always kind of in the back of the mind mind of people. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have to worry about, like, betting on him full tournament. That's why I, I don't mind him in a single round like this. I, you know, you got me now. You got me scared because I do remember <laughs> a lot of that. Well, it's just one hole. As long as the other seventeen are good. Yeah, just just don't don't go too deep here. Don't go don't go throwing a snowman up on the board. Um, tennis, huh? Nothing. Bupkis. No, no unfortunately, lines. not. I mean, it's they're playing right now, and they kind of hosed me. They're, so the quarterfinals are here. They played two quarterfinals. But they were jerks, Andy. They set it up so that the first two quarterfinal matches weren't playing each other. So I didn't have a match actually to even handicap here. But if you did go back through and grab some outrights, we're in good shape. Elena Ostapenko, who is about 40 to 1, um, right around that number at a few different places. She is all the way into the semifinals. 
Took her three sets and a handful of comebacks in those sets against Petra Kvitova, but we're here, and it looks like she's going to end up playing. Actually, this is a pretty tight match. Right? Uh, it looks like she'll end up playing Simona Halep, who's up a set. Curious to see what Alms Jabor can do here, but a, a nice spot for Ostapenko. I'm probably going to let that ride. The match that starts here in a little bit, it'll be next on court after this Halep match. Fondrastrovi, Estremska. thought about maybe Estremska, the underdog. I mean, she's really is kind of one of those players that's up and down, and she's good. She's just blitz blitzes through some of these fields and it's kind of what she's done this week but Bondrasova should be a little testy for her um yep Pat McCann yep we got Penko ah Halep Jabor I'm fine either way I mean Jabor's a little more clever I guess you know I don't want necessarily want her drop shot and us to Penko a whole bunch but it should be a fun match and I like our position there but yeah unfortunately no tennis going to the weekend cheer for us to Penko um if Halep wins the match I'll let that ride and then you know if you strips could beats Vondras over here I don't you know mind taking a look at her um in the semifinals again as well. I mean, she has just these weeks where she puts it together and Kudermatova will be beatable. So fingers crossed. I think the Latvian uh, Penko can do it for us. Yeah, hopefully some people paid attention, got those 40 to ones early. It was funny how, and we talk about this all the time, uh, I call it a heel turn. It's not really a heel turn. It's just adjusting your adjusting your priors to the market and you were you were really worried about her coming into the season. She looked rough physically, and she is playing well. She has some some pretty nice wins already. I mean, just you've got you've made your money on her just on match by match betting already. Yeah, I mean, it's it as always. Don't trust my eyes. Trust what I see in performances. Don't trust what I see standing on court. Um, again, it's she definitely has put on some weight here, but I, I wonder if kind of simplifying the game for her, just you know, taking every point, making it short as possible. Watch her today. I mean, almost every swing as she's trying to hit a winner. There's almost no defensive tennis really happening at all. So I wonder if that just simplifies things and and it leads it to her strength. I mean, she loves hitting the absolute crap out of the ball, and she hits it as hard as almost anybody. Our buddy Spread Astaire has a picture from I forget which Grand Slam tournament it is but they show the fastest forehands by everybody and it's four dudes and ostapenko ostapenko was like second on that list um i think she was only behind i forget who it was it was just launching balls but i mean you know it's simple is easy keep it simple stupid right yeah if you're if you only win points by hitting winners then try to hit winners like she's not the one she's not the kind of tennis player who makes the other person make mistakes and scores off it like if you score by hitting winners you need to try to hit winners like at least she knows her game and is playing to her strength so i do enjoy watching her facial expressions too she's pretty funny uh, i think that's, <laughs> that's a great spread likes about her she's she's just very jiffable imageable whatever she makes funny yeah, if you've never used an ostapenko gift next time you're going through some gifts just search ostapenko and have a scroll there's a lot of interesting things to work with yeah and that is, or just follow spread a stare and you'll see at least three, four, three, four a week, even when she's not playing. So good luck to her. Hopefully she uh, keeps it rolling here and gets us a 40 to one into the finals. That'd be sweet. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, Alex and I will dig into the, I like this, the NBA all-star festivities. I love that you could bet on these. Some heartbreak last year, but we're back at it. I don't care. I'll trust you with my money again. Put it on whatever you say, and then actually watch. I won't watch the All-Star game, but I will watch those. I love the skill competition. Yeah, I watch sure. all the skill stuff. I very rarely watch the game. Yeah, I'm not watching the game. So, All right. Well, don't forget to hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, all that jazz. We'll be back here tomorrow.